0: coach podcast hello sarah hey hey so what's going on anything new um
1: well we had a we had a little blizzard here did you and and then it, we had like a 70 degree day
0: yeah we had and something that's, similar
1: that's probably fine yeah that's there's nothing wrong with that right
0: it's probably fine that's probably fine yeah great um <laughs> all right let's talk about some green flags, Sarah. Let's do it. Let's do it. BuzzFeed posted a, a new article, mm-hmm. and the title is, People are revealing the first date green flags that scored their partner a second date, and it's so wholesome. So wholesome.
1: So it here's really number is.
0: <laughs> so number one, she was an hour late. However, the entire time she was texting me updates and telling me, what she was doing to get there. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary on New Year's Day. Mm. I do, okay. Like, yeah, you know, keeping in touch and not wanting someone to sit there just waiting for you, I do think that's very considerate. But of course, who is it? It's her doing it for him. Or we're assuming it's a man, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't really say. I
1: I took from that, like, oh, that's obviously a couple who's been together for a while. Because, like... No one who's currently using dating apps is going to sit there for an hour. They're just not.
0: Mm, I don't know. If they're texting like this the entire time,
1: maybe they will. I don't know. <laughs> this sounds like someone who's who's been with their partner five plus years. This sounds like a five or more years ago kind of anecdote. And that's, I mean, love that for them if it's worked out that long yes i i wouldn't advise anybody to wait and in, invest that, that kind of
0: time right
1: yeah uh
0: what should you do in a situation like that like i will give someone like 10 to 15 minutes no more than 15 minutes
1: yeah agreed i mean if you ask like how far out are you and they're like oh google maps is saying an hour i'd be like all right why don't why don't we both go home and try again yeah <laughs> let's try again yeah um and
0: then not and then do not try again is my advice
1: i mean yeah right probably not unless i I mean there just would have to be such a compelling story for why they are late yeah they're yeah i don't want to hear it because
0: oftentimes people are late just because they prioritize something else other than your time and now they're expecting you to wait and no we we won't we won't be doing that sir all right, here's another one. When my girlfriend and I had our first date, her mom sent her with $50 just in case I made her pay, I guess. Since I paid, she tipped the weight of the whole 50, and he started crying. He was having a bad day, and she turned it around. That is very sweet. It is. She could have just kept the $50, but no, she gave it to the server. And I think that's very, it's very kind. I think it shows, that shows like, like a like um not like they're not entitled that shows that they have a, an understanding of you know this is a hard job they're probably going through putting themselves through school whatever like it just it's such a considerate thing to do i
1: think you know just like number 1 there's actually two ways of looking at this mm-hmm. okay <laughs> uh no no waiter is gonna be upset about being uh over tipped but like it could also show just like a total unawareness of what things cost and it could show that they're very privileged and very spoiled
0: oh well maybe maybe uh i'm gonna take it i'm gonna think it's the what i said because i think yeah, it's we can, sweeter <laughs> we can take it as wholesome it's yes. an option it's an option <laughs> um all right let's go what's the next one On our third date, we watched a movie at his place. He remembered that on our first date, I had ordered a Dr. Pepper with my meal and a chocolate chip cookie for dessert. He had Dr. Peppers for me in the fridge and prepared homemade chocolate chip cookies. He burned them, but I married him two years later anyway. Oh, jeez. That's a good one. Is it? Yeah, it is, but third date, movie at his place. You know, he's, he's just trying to seal the deal, don't you think? It sounds like he did. Right and it sounds right. like
1: he did and and case of point about just how easy it is to do that you literally just have to remember right you literally literally just dessert. have dessert right <laughs> that's it that's it sir
0: we're really not as complicated as you think we are um let's see uh, yeah this to me i just feel like oh why are we giving this guy credit he just remembered that you drank Dr Pepper and of yeah. cookies. I don't know. Isn't that like basic?
1: Oh, not really. You Well, no, basic. Drank- you know all
0: you know what he did? He listened. Well, right. You're supposed to do that.
1: Well, you are, <laughs> but so many people don't, right? Like yeah. I mean, how many dates do you remember there are like what like what they ordered to drink, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's inconsequential unless they make note of it, which he did. Which is why he got credit. I agree that it's easy, but again, like this is just how easy it is to get that credit. You literally just have to try a little bit.
0: Right, that's true. All right, next one. I suddenly realized I spent most of the day talking about myself, even though I'm a very reserved and private person, especially when I first meet someone. That made dating difficult for years, but he had a way of asking questions, keeping the conversation going, and encouraging me to share my thoughts and opinions. He also shared his and built off everything I said. I wasn't afraid of him judging me or not liking my response to something. All of his questions were sincere, and he seemed to genuinely care about everything I had to say. I didn't have to think about what to say. It just came out. He met me where I was at, and maybe it sounds silly, but it's rare, and it felt magical. So
1: So just... you met his green flag with a red flag is what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it apparently didn't turn turn them off, and that's okay. Uh the next one. It wasn't our first date, but it was the moment I knew I was going to marry him. We were grocery shopping. It was about 9 PM. The young lady in line in front of us had a very young baby and was paying with WIC coupons and a food stamp EBT card. Her total came to about $22 and she was holding a twenty dollar. bill. She looked dejected and put back a candy bar and an energy drink, probably her splurges. She only kept what she absolutely needed, food and baby supplies. I turned around to tell my boyfriend to hand me my wallet. I didn't have to. He already had his out. He took out a $50 bill, handed it to her, and told her to keep the change. He changed her week. He changed my life. That was the moment I knew he was for me. I don't, this, this bothers me.
1: This bothers you, but the waiter doesn't. Why? Because you can't do this every time you see this happen. No,
0: because it that makes... is probably true. <laughs> no, it makes me wonder: would he have done it if she wasn't there?
1: Uh, no, probably not. Right,
0: that's why it bothers me. I think it was just I mean, look. I'm glad. Good for the for the single mom and for anyone. Did he say single mom? Wait, a well, we don't know. Well, I, he didn't. Okay, they didn't say person didn't say yeah it's just a lady with the baby right alone. i just don't think he would have done that uh i just don't think he would have done that i think he might have given her five dollars <laughs> right maybe fifty yeah. dollars fuck out of here
1: that's someone trying to get laid i mean i just think like with something like that it's it's the same as like the waiter example for me it's like it's like two it's like two over the top
0: It's, yeah, it's just, it's too, it's too much. It's just too much. I I don't like it. We went out for coffee in a place that he insisted I choose. When I got there, he was already waiting. The way his eyes shined when he saw me was really adorable. We ordered play chess and his hand was shaking the whole time. It's been a year and counting. Now. A coffee date. (laughs) Coffee. But it's not just a coffee date, is it? It's they played chess. Right? Right. That's cool. You learn a lot about somebody when you play some kind of game with them, especially uh-huh. one where it's like you're you're sort of competing with each other. You learn an awful lot about somebody very quickly. I like that. So look, you want to do a chess game? Cool. You want to do a coffee date? Cool. Bring Scrabble. Bring Scrabble. Yeah. You can get one of those little tiny um to like travel <laughs> scrabbles. Bring it and be like, here, let's do this. And it also will let you know, are you stupid or not? Mm." Right? Let's see some, let's see some like 100 point words. Or 50 point, (laughs) let's see it. Let's see it. I want to see it. You know, don't make up, do they make up words? Like, do they get angry? What? Like, what do they do? I'm telling you, playing a game with somebody on a first date. Don and I did that during the the, um, pandemic. Yeah. And I'll just say, he learned an awful lot about me. And what he learned was, I am fucking impatient. Uh huh. Can we just get another clue? Can we just get another clue? He's like, no, no, we can, we can do this. And I'm just, my leg is shaking under the table. Can we please just get another clue? <laughs> and he's cool. What were you playing? playing? It was a, it was an escape room. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was an escape room. And I learned that. That's what I learned about him. Like I already knew. He was just, this guy's fucking. He's unflappable. And I was just like, can. Tick 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 tick. I'm that gif yeah. from uh, the gif from Judge Judy. Top when she's tapping <laughs> her watch, that's
1: me. Um, but yeah, so bring a game, have some like fun, that. kiddos. Yeah, I played chess on a first date. It was yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Um. Let's see.
0: He made it clear it was a date and that he was interested, without it ever feeling creepy or like he was pressuring me or anything. We talked for hours during and after dinner. We walked up and down the river to my place for a beer. I offered for him to stay over, but not in my bed. He wasn't pushy about anything more happening. The first few weeks, he was always sweet and respectful while letting me know without confusion that he was interested in a relationship. No games or second guessing. And now we're married. Uh, Can we please not give um, men credit for
1: not raping not, you not raping
0: you yeah
1: please i mean i i didn't really care for this one because <laughs> it's like why are you doing the marathon date yeah right? i don't i don't we, like we talked for hours why like just make another date value your time Hmm. value your time yeah no more no more
0: no marathon dates right Don't do marathon dates in the first... They have to earn that kind of time. Please stop. No marathon dates. Remember that.
1: Uh, Let's see. I like this one. He took me to an amateur stand-up comedy night and was heartily laughing at all the jokes. They were so bad. So not funny at all. I was planning to not go on another date with him because he obviously had a bad sense of humor as we walked to the car he commented on how bad everyone was but that he wanted to encourage them so he laughed at all the jokes
0: No, i think that one is a green flag that is a green flag it's he's it's considerate it's empathetic it's yeah. compassionate that's the stuff yeah do they show signs of empathy and compassion that like you really that that's it you really want to know that yep right that's the stuff you want to know you know it's not about like do we, do we like the same hobbies no is he a decent
1: fucking person or not well um, hobbies can be important but not always like this next one he knew i liked birds while we were on a walk he paused and pointed out my favorite bird but that shows again it's like kind of the bare minimum <laughs> Mm-hmm. But look what you could be getting points for that you're just leaving on the table, right?
0: Like you, you act like we just want so much. Just remember our goddamn birds and what soda we drink, right? That's <laughs> all we're asking—it's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not much, sir. Please stop making it out like we want you to build us a castle
1: or a moat. Stop. Right? Um, okay, uh, here's one that I think is a a red flag. Can okay. I? Okay. Can I? Yes. This please. One? You know I love this one. I was laid off a week before our second date, so I called to cancel because I was down and unsure about my next move. She asked me what kind of pizza I liked, and an hour later, she was at my doorstep with pizzas and beer to cheer me up. So she invited herself over. (laughs) Wouldn't let you cancel the date. Right. And then insisted that you perform for her, and you're in your own home. Right. That's what I'm hearing. But apparently they've been married for 12 years. So, so it worked good for, for him. Them. But here's the thing, if if the
0: roles were reversed, what would we be saying?
1: Scary. Well, I think we're
0: saying the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah, it's inappropriate. She put there's a boundary. No, I don't want to go out tonight. Okay. Well, tell me
1: like when you know you're you're and you're feeling better, let's yeah. let's let's schedule something. Like I'm not sure why she knows his address in between the first and second date. Because she probably went went back to his place after the first date. Oh, well, if that's the case, then okay. Invite yourself over. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, if we're already there, yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe. Uh, all right, I'm going to put the link to this article in the uh, in the episode description in case people want to read the rest of them. So the next article is from uh, SciPost. Yeah. Uh, SciPost.org popularity over fairness how online dating platforms prioritize
1: users yeah this is something (laughs) we well really you have been um claiming is a thing for at least a year (laughs) yes so it's it's good to feel vindicated right yes always um so here's here's what it says in the ever evolving world of online dating a new study has brought to light the intricacies of matchmaking algorithms Researchers from Carnegie Mellon and the University of Washington have uncovered a popularity bias in these algorithms, a tendency to recommend the more popular and more attractive users over their less popular counterparts. Previous research into the realm of online dating platforms often focused on user behavior and preferences. However, there's been a growing interest in understanding how the platforms themselves, through their algorithms, influence matchmaking. This study was motivated by a need to explore the so-called popularity bias, a tendency for dating apps to favor users who are deemed more attractive, successful, or engaging. And the researchers sought to understand the implications of this bias, not only on individual users, but also on the overall efficacy of these platforms in creating successful matches. Well, you've been saying this for years, Kristen.
0: Yeah, I, I I have evidence. Evidence, <laughs> yes. I've been saying this. Yeah, like you're just you're. That that's why this is one of the many reasons why, you know, dating apps really are sort of programmed to work against you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're all kind of seeing the same people. Yeah, here's what it says. Um, they looked at 243,000 users and over 30 million interactions over a three-month period. So the data set included demographics, user preferences, a record of decisions, such as seeking more information about others, sending messages, and responding to received messages. So this analysis allowed the researchers uh, to validate their assumptions and predict future user behavior and test various recommendation strategies. Uh, They found that the recommendations aimed at maximizing the platform's revenue and those aimed at maximizing successful matches were not necessarily conflicting goals. However, revenue-maximizing strategies tended to discriminate more against unpopular users, because popular users, by boosting engagement through likes and messages, help generate revenue. Additionally, they contribute to more successful matches as long as they don't become overly selective (laughs) and thus unapproachable to less popular users.
0: Right. Yeah. And which is exactly what ends up happening. It is what ends up happening. That's what ends up happening. Paradox of choice. People like, well, why should I stop now? Like, look, I've already met these great people. I bet there's even more. What if there's even more? What am I going to miss out on? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what this that's what the end result is of this is we've seen it play out yes we have. we have yeah we have uh yeah so the people who don't get a lot of likes and it, it is it's it's unfortunate but this now, is Krista, why
1: yeah. would it would it surprise you to hear that there was a significant gender difference also oh you're kidding oh you're kidding The data showed that popular female users were more selective than their unpopular counterparts tending toward less bias or sorry, tending to less bias against unpopular female users and match maximizing recommendations. Both revenue focused and match focused recommendations showed a similar level of bias against unpopular male users. Another intriguing finding is the congestion effect when a user receives numerous messages and faces significant effort to screen them. The study found that in scenarios with lower congestion, unbiased recommendations led to fewer messages and matches compared to biased ones. However, as the congestion effect increased, both revenue maximizing and match maximizing recommendations began to include both popular and unpopular users more equally. So there are two key takeaways. Even though some online dating platforms claim to employ highly sophisticated algorithms, their algorithms are susceptible to simple bias. And two, for online dating platforms, user interactions with each other are very important in recommending new users. Therefore, users who are mindful and showing interest to others are more likely to find good matches in the future. Which is why... You should never engage with someone just to teach them a lesson.
0: Yeah, don't do that. Please
1: don't do that. Right. Like you're just skewing the results that you're going to get because that's you've interacted with, right? if you If you want to scold a man holding a fish and try to convince him that no woman is into that, all you're going to see is men holding fish because you've engaged in a long argument with this one guy holding a fish it makes total sense right right but it is good again just just to be able to point to this as evidence cuz we've been saying it for years
0: yeah i mean i just feel like the dating apps are just i just i really feel like dating apps are on the on the down like it's a
1: downtrend right now right now well we definitely yeah have observed that like dating is it's just not happening as much right
0: yeah i i do think dating is happening much less
1: yeah and that's okay
0: so i i I don't know i don't know and and these and that's i think that coincides with why all these dating apps they're raising their prices
1: oh are they
0: and they're they're just adding more bells and whistles i think what is it hinge or bumble there's going to be a new, like, section where they're just going to show you, like, the most popular people. I'm like, oh, that's... <sighs> How, I could that go... <laughs> How could that go wrong? wrong? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because people are naturally going to gravitate towards it. And everybody else is going to get forgotten about. And it is that sense of competition. Yeah. You know, so... I don't know. I, I well, don't... that's probably
1: why you found that, that Bustle article. <laughs> dating apps were in their flop era.
0: Right. Dating apps really are in their flop era. Um, Let's see. So this article from Bustle talks about how dating dating apps are in their flop era. And I'll go down to one section. The golden age is over. Since their inception, dating apps have been a largely millennial endeavor. What started with Grindr in 2009 went mainstream with Tinder in 2012. Their initial conceits were simple. Find nearby singles on your phone – With access to a seemingly never-ending well of users, the only barrier to landing a date was mutual interest. Over the next decade, new apps emerged in hopes of getting their own piece of the pie. On Bumble, women messaged first. Hinge is geared towards finding love. Raya is exclusive and private. The League is for ambitious professionals. Apps like Lex, Her, Scroff, and Field cater to LGBTQTIA+, and non-monogamous daters. Now, however, the novelty has worn off. Millennials still toiling away on the apps are getting fatigued. There's a feeling among current singles that the golden era has passed. As a recent TikTok by Kiara Sullivan put it, if you met your partner on a dating app two years ago, you caught the last chopper out of Nam. (laughs) And I like her. I like like that creator. Uh, Let's see. Most compatible has become... The feature on Hinge I fear the most, because it often makes me question if I am indeed destined to end up with a man whose profile exclusively includes photos of himself in front of sports cars, along with selfies of his best blue steel facial expression that looks like he just ate a sour gummy. If this is who the Hinge gods have decided I'm best suited with, I'd rather be single forever. (laughs) While the most popular dating apps remain free to download, almost all encourage users to pay a monthly subscription in exchange for perks, such as unlimited likes and tools to boost how often you appear in other users' feeds. However, swipers appear reluctant to fork up. Yeah. Match groups saw its paying users decline for the fourth straight quarter, and a 2023 Pew Research study found that while 41% of online dating users aged 30 or older have paid for the apps, just twenty-two percent of users under thirty, the demographic they're looking to court, have
1: done this. Have done the same. Okay, this is interesting because, for well, I'm okay. So I'm so old that like, when I was online dating pre-app, one of my lines in the sand was like, "I'm never going to pay for this." And then, once apps entered the scene, you very notably said. No, if you want a quality experience, like, you're going to have to show out. Yep. But people aren't anymore,
0: which is interesting. Right. Right. Because enough time has passed where they've been like, well, I've been paying this for a year. Right. uh, And I'm not, nothing's coming from it. Right. You know, and- So now we've come full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Apps are trying to pivot is the next section. For example, Tinder, initially known as the casual sex app, is now reinventing itself for hookup adverse- Gen Z, by pivoting to a focus on love. Per Melissa Hobley, chief marketing officer at Tinder, 40% of users want to find long-term relationships. The app lets users highlight what kind of connections they're looking for. Appealing to Gen Z also means embracing the causes they care about, Hobley says. The LGBTQTIA plus community is the fastest-growing demo on the app, and during Pride Month, Tinder helped connect eligible users with information about a study that hopes to combat the fda's blood ban against gay donors it also launched an election center for app users to access voter registration tools uh, and allows users to include a pro-choice interest on their profile
1: yeah but it doesn't prevent people from lying right specifically men (laughs) right right yeah
0: Uh, let's see don't blame it all on the apps it's not just apps that need to change. Some dating experts feel users some users shoulder some, res- some responsibility for their issues and need an attitude adjustment. Spoiled for their choice, they say singles are being too picky. It's a swiper's responsibility to actively carry a conversation beyond high and to fill out their profile, which is much information mm-hmm. as possible so they can make the most compatible matches. You wouldn't apply for a job without a resume that just says, just ask me. <laughs> or with, with a resume that says just ask you, me. right me yeah. right uh as it stands now dating apps to gen z might be like full, facebook to millennials they're not they're on them because everyone else is but it's not like they're having fun everyone has a thought and they complain about dating apps just like our parents generation complains about the news let's see i think people love to complain about dating apps but they never but they never come off them correct because they're addicted Like, that's why (laughs) they're addicted to them. That's what that is. There's your answer. Uh, Perhaps in reaction to the COVID isolation of the past few years, some users want apps to help them meet people in real life. Tinder created the single summer series, hosting dating events across the country to take the pressure off one-on-one dates. Uh, Singles like Jocelyn hope these events will allow for more organic connections. And hey, I I think why not? Give Give them a shot. Yeah. Let's see. Without a dramatic cultural shift, dating apps remain the most obvious option for someone in pursuit of romantic connection, even if the pursuit is futile. While millennials have spent years sheepishly admitting they found love on the apps, perhaps in a few years' time, Gen Z will be bragging that they actually did. Yeah, I I, I do. I think we're on a... I think we're just... I think people are very fatigued. I think that's the right word to use. Yeah. I think, you know, they're just... They're tired. But I think a lot of it has to do with... Mother fucker. I think a lot of that has to do with social media and how now people are hearing about everybody's negative experiences. Well, that's probably not helping. Yeah, it's not helping. And it's informing people and people are becoming biased and people are becoming very... Paranoid and <laughs> right, and it's 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 just yeah. sort of it's okay. seeping into everybody else's experience, and this right. is why I've always said you've got to keep the like that kind of watching, kind of following to a minimum because it will affect your experience. It just will.
1: Yeah, I mean the the fact that I see a lot of TikToks um, that claim to offer like hacks to shorten the process. I think indicates that yeah people are just getting impatient about it. Yes. Right. They want it they want it to work. They're not in it for the experience, they're in it for the outcome. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you're fatigued,
0: I would say take a little break. Yeah. Um you know, and I do believe in paying for these things, but you know, be careful. Like is it worth it really do a cost benefit analysis and again these companies they're preying on the fact that people are addicted and they know they're going to pay
1: well don't pay if you're not having a good time at all right 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 I mean, just don't just yeah. don't because it, it is supposed to be a mix right of fun and drudgery right <laughs> there is drudgery. there will be drudgery
0: yeah. i was told there will be will be drudgery but it's not all drudgery. And if it oh. is, then you need a break. Yeah. Or you need to change something, whether it's change your profile, change the app, change your, you know, your, your, um, uh, like your swiping habits, change your habits on the mm-hmm. app, do something. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You will not have, you'll, nothing's going to change. Right. You know? Yeah. Because that algorithm... Algorithm. It's set
1: up to give you more of the same. You bet. All right,
0: follow us on Instagram at Datology Pod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M. T. H. E. C. H. R. I. S. T. A. N. M. Now, this is the weekly free episode. We have a bonus episode going up, and if you want to hear it, because we talk all about Ariana Grande and her side chickness, <laughs> and. <laughs> And we do a little bit of Shakira and talk about her song and talk about, should you be writing, like, penny petty diss songs? Like, how does that work? Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Uh, and we also talk about a woman, that, speaking of dating apps, she gives uh, advice to women on um, how to get a boyfriend yeah. using a certain prompt, even though that's not how she got her boyfriend. But in any case, laughs, uh, laughs abound in this in this episode. Uh, to listen to it, go to Patreon. You can become a three dollars subscriber, a five dollars subscriber, uh, seven nine. You know there are a bunch of different tiers to get the bonus episode. I believe you at least have to pay the five dollars a month. And th- you you know Patreon, I think it's just more accessible than Substack was, yeah. and it has its own app that's a little bit more user friendly. So patreon.com slash Datology Coach. Just go and become a member. And don't forget to uh listen to the Substack as well. Uh, li- not listen, read the Substack, join the Substack because uh, we have an episode coming up. We're doing an interview with um she, she she um she is an influencer on Instagram who she writes the uh sort of the not the I won't say snarky, I don't like that word. It's a satire account. It's a satire account for yeah. it's called the the fake gray lady and the username is nyt vows where she <laughs> gives her a little analysis and recap of the New York Times vows and, and wedding section yeah and she's uh she's hilarious and go follow her that's nyt vows and listen we're going to be doing an interview with her that's going to be posted to the substack so make sure to subscribe to the substack as well because that gets uh, additional content that's not posted on the Patreon. Woo! That was a mouthful. People, send in your questions. Hello at datologycoach.com. Uh, girls, guys, gays, and gays. Bog witches, bog warlocks, bog vays. Value your time. Bye.
1: Bye.